This is Robert Balgach and welcome to the Black Swan Secrets podcast. Our focus here is to help you grow as a producer and as a business owner in the life insurance industry. Enjoy the ride. Disclaimer, past performance is not indicative of future results. Strategies discussed in this podcast may not be suitable for you and you should make your own independent decision regarding them. This material does not take into account your particular objectives, financial situation or needs, and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. As we're we're going through our week, we oftentimes, you know, sometimes we run into this thing called adversity. We we get clients that that, kind of get a little nasty with us through text, they get nasty with us through the phone sometimes. And I'm always telling you guys that it's never you that the problem is. It's always something that took place before you call. It's whatever was going on in their life. You know, what, whatever that might have been, it just so happens that you called at that particular time. So I want to share this with you guys. And, and hopefully, hopefully this gives you encouragement and allows you to keep doing exactly what Marcia said and, and John said. You know, just keep dialing. Don't worry about all the folks that that want to be messy, that that have that, that want to crap on you or whatever the case may be. You control what you can control. And what that is, is your attitude. So I'm going to play this for you and then we'll talk. He was out for lunch one day and he forgot about the time. Suddenly he looked at his watch and he thought to himself, oh boy, I'm supposed to be back to the office in 10 minutes. He hopped up, ran out to the parking lot hopped in his automobile, scratched off, burned rubber, doing about 90 miles an hour down the freeway, and the long arm of the law entered the picture, gave him a ticket. Now, you're talking about somebody who was furious. Mr. B was absolutely furious. He said, this is absolutely ridiculous. Here I am, a peaceful, taxpaying, law-abiding citizen, minding my own business. Maybe I was going a little too fast, but they ought to be out here looking for robbers and murderers and really the bad guys. Leave us peaceful, taxpaying, law-abiding citizens alone. Oh, he was really upset. When he got back to the office, it was about 45 minutes late. And he did what some people have always done when they get their hand caught in the cookie jar, so to speak. They point yonder so nobody will look at them. In a loud voice, he called for a sales manager. He said, come on in here. I want to talk to you about the Armstrong account. All I want to know is a simple yes or no. Did you make the sale or did you miss the sale? And the sales manager said, Mr. B, I, I hate to tell you this. I thought it was a done deal. I thought we had it signed, sealed, and delivered. But at the last moment, something happened. It came unglued. No, I did not get the sale. Now, if you think Mr. B was upset before, you should have seen him now. He just hit the ceiling. He said, this is really something. Here we had a chance to get this big account. We desperately needed that money to expand our product line. And I've been depending on you as my sales manager. You've been here 15 years, and you have a chance to really make a mark. And what do you do? You blow it. Well, let me tell you something. Just because you've been here 15 years does not mean that you've got a lifetime contract. Now, you're going to replace that business or I'm going to replace you. 
You're talking about upset. Mr. B was furious. But if you think he was upset, you should have seen the sales manager. He walked out of the room, slammed the door behind him, muttering under his breath, this is really something. For 15 years, I've been running this company. If it had not been for me, we would have gone broke years and years ago. And here, just because I missed one sale, he uses a cheap, lousy trick threatening to fire me. This is not fair. Oh, he was upset called his secretary in. He said, you remember those five letters I gave you to get out this morning? Have you gotten them out? Are you going to give me some lousy excuse for not having them out? And she said, well, no. Don't you remember? You told me that the Hilliard account took precedence over everything else. That's what I've been working on. If you think the sales manager was upset before, you should have seen him now. He just hit the ceiling. He said, you've been here eight years, and you apparently think you've got lifetime security. Well, I want I want to tell you something. You get those letters out, and if you don't get them out, I'll get me somebody who can. Oh, he was really upset. But if you think he is upset, you should have seen that secretary. She goes storming out that room. She slams the door behind her. She said, this is ridiculous. Eight years I've been here. Just because I cannot do two things at once, all of a sudden he gets upset with me, threatening to fire me. And I'm the only one who knows what's going on around here. Hadn't been for me, this company would have gone under years and years ago. And as far as him firing me, as much as I know about him, who does he think he's kidding? Oh, she was upset. She went out to the switchboard operator's desk. She said, I got five letters. I want you to get them out. Now, no, ordinarily, this is not your job, but you don't do anything anyhow but sit around out here, occasionally answer the telephone. I want these letters out, and I want them out today. And if you can't get them out today, let me know. I'll get somebody who can. Oh, she was upset. But if you think she was upset, you should have seen the switchboard operator. She about hit the ceiling. This is ridiculous. I am the only one around here who does anything, who understands what's going on. They don't do anything in the back but gossip, drink coffee, every once in a while, do a little work. The minute they get behind, they come out here, they put it on my desk, and they say, now, if you don't get it done, we're going to fire you. And I'm the only one that understands the operation. Hadn't been for me, this company would have gone under years and years ago. Oh, she was upset. That. But she got the workout. She got home, walked in the front door, slammed it behind her. First thing she saw was her 12-year-old son laying there on the floor watching television. Second thing she saw was a great big rip right across his trouser leg. She said, son, how many times have I told you when you come home from school, put your play clothes on. Mother has a hard enough time as it is supporting you and paying your expenses and getting you through school. I've told you to do it before, and because you have disobeyed me, you're going to go upstairs right now. There's going to be no dinner for you this evening, and there's going to be no television for the next three weeks. Oh, she was really upset. But if you think she was upset... You should have seen that 12-year-old boy. He hopped up, running out of his room, muttering under his breath. It was an accident. Could have happened to anybody. I was doing something for my own mother. She doesn't even give me a chance to explain. Oh, he was really upset. And about that time, his tomcat walked right in front of him, which was a mistake. The boy reaches down, he gives the tomcat a big old boost, and he says, you get out of here. You're probably up to some no good yourself. <laughs> now, let me ask you a question. Would it have been so much better if Mr. B had just gone directly from his lunch to the switchboard operator's house and kicked that cat <laughs> himself? 
They left all of those other people out of the deal. Now, here's the question I've got for you. Whose cat have you been kicking recently? Here's another question. Have you been letting anybody else kick your cat? Were you ever in a traffic situation? There's a mile of cars in front of you and a mile of cars behind you and some idiot right behind you sits on his horn. Do you turn around and say, can't you see we got all those cars up front? What's the matter with you? Do you understand that it really has nothing to do with you? Somebody has been kicking his cat earlier. Have you ever been in a restaurant? All you want's a cup of coffee and you sit there and you sit there and you sit there and finally a waiter or waitress comes by and you timidly hold up your hand and say, could I have a cup of coffee please? And they proceed to take your head off. Can't you see I'm busy? I'll get to you when I have a time to do so. It seems that everybody thinks all I got to do is wait on them. Do you get upset and say, well, you don't have to bite my head off about it, do you? Or can you understand? It's got nothing to do with you. Somebody had been kicking that waiter or waitress's cat long before you got there. Have you ever had a magnificent day? You get home an hour and a half late. You walk in the front door whistling and singing and call out for your mate, Hi, hon, how you doing? And your mate screams back at you, How come you're so late? If you'd been putting up with what I've been putting up during this day, you wouldn't be so enthusiastic and excited. Now tell me where you've been. Can you understand it's got nothing to do with you? Somebody's been kicking your mate's cat all day long. Folks, we just live in a negative cat-kicking world. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. And I, and I saw, you know, I saw my old heads, right? Um, I saw Dick and Cunny over there grinning ear to ear. I saw Mark and, and, and Michael really enjoying that. Guys, I, you know, I talk about this all the time, right? It's our attitude. When, and I want you to, and I really want you guys to think about this, right? When you're going through that day and that client calls you and they say, I didn't call in or whatever the situation, is, they call you and they say, F you through a chat or whatever. Remember, it wasn't you. Somebody's been kicking their cat, right? It had nothing to do with you. Don't take it personal. Don't take it personal at all because it has nothing to do with you. But here's the other side of the coin. Make sure that it's your day it's weighing on you. You control your attitude and you don't go and kick your kid's cat or your spouse's cat. So make sure we're also controlling our attitude because our attitudes are contagious. And the question you have to ask yourself, is yours worth catching? I'm going to say that again. You have to ask yourself or know that your attitude is contagious. Is yours worth catching? Make sure you maintain a positive attitude, guys. You know, that's going to always be the core of everything I talk about at the core of everything I do. Because in this business, we're going to have ups. We're going to have downs. Let me rephrase that for you. In this thing we call life, we're going to have ups and we're going to have downs. And I don't care what you're going through. I don't care if it's with your spouse, if it's with your children, if it's with your parents, if you still have a job, if you're in this business. We're never going to escape the ups and downs of this thing called life. We can't control if the tire goes flat. We can't control if the AC unit goes out. 
But what we can control is what, folks? Our attitude. That's what we can control. And make sure, as he just said, that nobody's kicking your cat and make sure you're not kicking someone else's cat. Let's go out there, guys. Let's have a fantastic Monday. Get week started off right last week of September. Let's go out there, control our attitude, protect some families, and let's not kick no cats or let's not kick any guys. Okay? There we go. Yes, Mr. Dick. So I think this might be out of print. I don't know if you can see the title. It's called uh, Biscuits, Fleas, and Pump Handles. And this was possibly the original book, the first title that Zig wrote. And Dick had the pleasure of meeting him uh, around 1974. And it was before Zig was famous, there were only about 30 in the room. And so he, he wasn't paid, you know, big bucks then to be at the event. Um, but I have to share that uh, around 2008, somewhere in there, Zig was failing health-wise. And someone in the group that we were in um, went to the same church as Zig and was having a huge event for their team and had gotten Zig to come be at the barbecue. And they knew how much of a fan Dick was. So they invited Dick to come to the event in Texas. And they sat Dick right next to Zig Ziglar. And it was, it was a real highlight. Uh, guys, if, if you're young, you don't even probably know who he is, but you really should grab uh, a, one of his books. When our kids each turned 10 years old, we had cassette tapes. Um, it was a set of <clears throat> it was a set of 16 cassette tapes. And each of our kids uh, was to listen to all of those cassette tapes when they turned 10, just to talk to hear about leadership and attitude and character and all of the character qualities that Zig was so good at um, training on. And I would encourage you, if you have kids, they are great character builders uh, for kids, for adults. Uh, check him out. He's worth, he's probably been dead now for 10 years, maybe longer. Um, but check out his early things. Don't listen to him when he was 80. It's, it's sad that they even had him out doing stuff. But um, thank you, Lee, for reminding us all about the cat kicking story. The uh, second time I met Zig, uh, when they sent me at the table with him, his daughter and son were there. And it was held, if you guys remember the series, TV series Dallas with JR. And they held it at the place where that was filmed. And I actually stood on the porch and looked down at the pool when JR saw the lady floating in the in the pool there. So it was a memorable experience to say the least. But uh, later, Zig's daughter was here in Charlottesville for an event and I met with her and uh, reminded her of that meeting. She remembered part of it. And actually when she got finished speaking, she came over and spent a fair amount of time with us. So we really go back a long way with that family and Connie's right. He's like Jim Rohn. Jim Rohn, uh, anything you can get. Jim did not write many books, 
but he has a lot of recordings out there and they are all good. Um, things that will inspire you 15 minutes of Jim Rohn or Zig Ziglar a day will change your day, change your life. Absolutely. And, and, and that's where I, my, my very first cassette auto, uh, program or personal development was Zig Ziglar. Because, you know, I remember when I was going through this, this thing in my life where I wanted to change who I was, right? I wanted to get myself out of that old mindset that I once had. And that was the very first cassette program I had. And it was so cool. We had these, these tapes all the time. You know, we, some of you guys don't even know what those are, or at least you've never actually seen them in real life anyway. But it was the coolest deal. But you're absolutely right. Zig Ziglar, one of the godfathers. If you go, if you can, guys, go back and I'll probably end up playing those and then we'll have a talk topic about it. But he and Jim Rohn, two of my favorites of all time, um, just really good stuff. But I hope you all got something out of it. Um, any, any, any comments from anyone on what we just played for? I think some pieces are just evergreen pieces. And I think that's where the greatness is that you can record the content and that content can be good 20, 30, 50 years later. And, you know, just reflecting on this, Lee, you just made me feel old, man. You know, I was uh, like, like a month ago, I was showing my kids. They wanted, my kids wanted to see me play basketball. I'm like, okay, I have some tapes. So I pull up one of those VHS tapes, which they never seen in their life. So they open it up, they open it up and they start pulling the tape. I'm like, no, no, they have no idea, right? They have no idea. They know what Snapchat is, I don't. But uh, there, there's something beautiful about the, about the classics and those classics will stay there for a long time. And there is a rule and I forget what the official name of the rule is, but if something was in place for X amount of years, the most probable scenario that something like that will stay in place for the same amount of years. Okay. So if you look at something like, like a Bible, like those stories, 2000 years. So most likely that's going to be in place for another 2000 years, you know, Facebook, 15 years, most likely 15 years. So all these new things that are coming in, if something has been in there for like a year or so, most likely scenario is going to be there only for another year. But Zig Ziglar and, and all other classics that have been around for a while, they're going to be there during our lifetime. So thank you for sharing that, Lee. Absolutely.